0: Welcome to today's message from Reach Community Church. We hope this message encourages and blesses you as we dive into God's Word. And now, for today's message. God shows what lengths he will go to right the wrong of sin and restore himself to a people separated by it. Today we look at a a well, uh, a, a very... Very, very familiar story of Mary's invitation to carry the Messiah. Look at every individual's choice to, look, to do likewise, to carry Christ. Let us be reminded today that we still must choose to carry Christ. My one thing that I want you to hear today is that it is our choice to carry. And what I plan to do is... To take a piece of what God's doing, Um, and and I want to say this, especially for those that do any reading in Matthew right now, I think Matthew's a great um, book to read in a season, because you you see over and over again that uh, this isn't a new story, Uh, this is a continuation of a story that God began at the beginning. That's where we see here in Isaiah. They were talking about a Messiah um, 700 years before that. Uh, Christ actually was mentioned in the book of Genesis in 315. This was a continuation of the story that God was already writing. This wasn't just like... You know, uh, I think sometimes we can go by like, man, God's plan didn't work and he had to do something else. And this is what happened. This this is the story that God was writing from the beginning. And and I love uh, I've read some of Matthew this week. And you see that picture every time you see where Christ was born, who Christ was born to, um, what city he went to, what a city he escaped from. And when he came back from Egypt, you see uh, so that it would fulfill what was written. And this is this is what you need to hear as we're going to go through this story today. Uh, this is what God planned for Mary, and I believe. And this is what I'm going to do my best today to do is to um, correspond us with Mary, which I know is difficult. Um, but we get the same invitation that Mary got today, is that we get to carry Christ. We we get to live with. Christ in us, and and that should change the way we live. That should change the way our story goes. And so, before we get into the word, I'm going to pray, um, Heavenly Father. It is by your grace and mercy that we even have an opportunity to experience you. And so, Lord, right now as we uh, look at your story and see. Um, your vested interest in us as a people coming here very vulnerably as a child. And, 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 and not to someone high on the social status calendar, uh, but someone that was really no one. A young virgin promised to be married to someone and you invaded their life. And you changed our world. So, Lord, let us honor your word today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to look at Luke. Uh, actually, Luke 1, uh, verses 26 through 38. And any time I go through familiar text of scripture, I encourage people to not automatically think, yes, I know what this is, I know what's going on, and, and we do it. We read things and we're like, we, we've heard a scenario and, and we, we, we've cemented the way we think about what's going on, and, and not that I'm necessarily going to bring anything um, new out of it, but I think we can get a new look into what God did here through Mary. Verse 26, it says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. God's invitation always starts with an encounter. And I think we're we're already... Uh, if you're like me I grew up in the south and we had flannel boards anybody flannel boards um, anybody seen the you know like they just stick them up there and you, you see it and and we're already like i'm thinking of this even as i'm saying the angel Gabriel came like you're already seeing the picture you're seeing what's gonna happen you're looking at the nativity you're 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 hearing the the sheep and the goats and I mean she's not even pregnant yet you're you're already to the end of the story and what's coming on but I need us to kind of rest here in this moment, because a lot of our problem as we're reading the Bible is we know the end of the story, and so we we forget what the the beginning of the story looks like. We forget what it would mean for what's getting ready to happen, because we're already like, yes, she's going to carry the Messiah. This is an amazing day. What a golden opportunity, Um, but we're not thinking In our world, like what happens when God comes and interrupts our day and says, hey, look at this amazing thing I'm getting ready to do to you that seems like a nightmare. An unwed mother in a Middle Eastern country um, thousands of years ago, it's a nightmare. Verse 27, it says to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph to the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. These were just normal people. This is what I love about the Bible: the story is filled with the average. <laughs> the story is filled with people that were nothing special, uh, and I don't mean that they're not special because they are special because they've done amazing things. But uh, even the one that they they said to the uh, um, to the house of David. David, the king that we talk about in the Old Testament all the time, his dad didn't even bring him to the prophet. When the prophet went through all the other sons, and he was like, none of these do you have another son. And he was like, oh yeah, I got this other kid out there. That's what the Bible was written to. Those are the people that God chose to use, and this should inspire us. To the reality that God may do something amazing in you, the one that's sitting in the back thinking, "No one's going to pick me. Like I'm the last. I'm I don't. I'm not as big and strong as my brothers. Why would anybody pick me?" And the reality is, is all of your internal strength, God's not interested in. Because if you think you're too strong, um, you will be the one that claims victory at the end. But when you have the reality that it is nothing in you, but it is God only, God has the ability, and this is what he does. He picks normal people. Verse 28 says, And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name, Jesus. Okay. We have to realize that there's been 500 years of silence. So I know For those that read the one-year Bible, you're going after prophet, after prophet, after prophet. That's what you're reading. Right now, I think we're in Joel or Amos, I can't remember. Joel. Um, And it's, God was speaking to his people and the prophets were speaking. This was normal. But for 400 or 500 years, nothing. And then here is this little, most likely 14, 15-year-old girl from a... You know nothing special family it wasn't like she was of the royal lie I mean like she's the big this is the important person that she's just a normal girl and the angel appears to her and and we're already thinking yes the angel no and I say this every time I talk about angel like when angels show up people fall on the ground like I think we think man it would be so cool to be a no if angel shows up in your room at night you're not going to be like Dude, That's awesome. Look at that armor and the sword. You're going to be like, oh, you're going to get on the ground and you're going to start praying real hard. And she's trying to discern why, why, why her? I'm sure like many of us, when we encounters with God, we think, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Like I've done something wrong. He's, he's here to punish me. He, he's, he's here to, you know, like, oh, yesterday I forgot to take, I forgot to do this for mom. I forgot to do this for whatever. What's going to happen? See, this doesn't make sense. And here, here's the reality. If God interacts with you and calls you to do something, He most likely is not going to give you all. The information that you need. For all those that expecting, you know, when God shows up and says, hey, son or daughter, I have this plan for you. And he rolls out this parchment that has your, you know, like all the steps that you're going to take to do all the plan. Um, if you're waiting for that, you're going to be very disappointed. Because the call of the Christian man or woman is literally an invitation to get to know God. And in, in getting to know God, you learn to listen to God and obey God and, and journey with him. You know, he, he claims to be the lamp unto our feet. He, he, he's not the, you know, the sunlight in the day that leads us to the path that we know everything. He just says, trust me. See, and and what he's calling you to always has a bigger purpose. I mean, hear this again. An angel appears, 14-year-old girl. She's by herself, we're assuming because it didn't say anybody else is there. So it's not like you can be like huh, um, Samantha was here with me. I don't know why chose Samantha, um, her best friend, and so she witnessed all this. So she could go to her father and say, "Hey, you know, so and so also saw this angel appear." No, she she's taking all of this in, and this messenger from God just tells her, "You've been you found favor." And, and here's something. And I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to step on anybody's feet here or your belief about Mary, but Mary was just a normal person like us. Not divine, you know, for all have fallen short of the glory of God, include Mary. Now, God found favor with her. That means she was perfect. That means she had done everything right. She was probably better than a lot of people. I'm not going to argue with that. But God saw something in Mary that would make her capable to fulfill What he purposed. And this is what we have to understand about us is, is when God begins to call us into areas of our life that we don't understand, we have to understand that he's given us the capacity to do the thing that he's called us to. Parents, you need to hear that. God's given you the capacity to do the thing that he's called you to, which is be a mom or a dad. I didn't say it was easy. Um... And it's not, uh, I'm, you know, at a season now where it's a little easier. They're, they're older and taking care of themselves for the most part, but it's work. And those are the things that we need to understand that God has, if he puts us to something, he's going to give us the capacity to. And and let me just say from my point of view, um, I had no intentions of planning a church ever. And I say this a lot. I know people are like, why'd you plan a church? Um, the only reason that we 10 years later are still in Leland is because God, I I would say kindly, he asked me to plant a church and he spoke this city and we moved here and let me just tell you. Um, it was like being pregnant with something, um, that I'm like, I have, you know, you're excited when you first tell it started telling when you first, and I've never been pregnant. I'm just, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm about to make some connections and you were like, okay, my wife's been pregnant three times and I, you know, like, um, whatever. But I want to say the way I felt when God put this thing on me is probably the way most women feel when they first get pregnant. Uh, if they're feeling well, um, like, man, this is exciting. <laughs> Like, this is a big deal because there's all this potential of what's going to happen, but you have no idea what life is going to be like with this child. Like, I had no idea what life was going to be like as a pastor. (laughs) It's like a child. You know, one day you're, like, so proud of it. Like, look what I've created. And the other day you're like, why? (laughs) Why? Why? Why did I do this? Why did this sound like a good idea? And the truth of it is, and the same thing with Mary, is I'm tied into the, the 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 plan that God has for this. Just like Jesus. Mary was tied into the plan because everything that we're going to talk about today was before Jesus was born. Not to take into account that really there was nothing of Jesus for the first 30 years. It's not like... He was born and then floated around like super, super child. Like, see, he is going to be amazing. He was a normal kid. Like there, there was, I'm sure some clues to it, but there wasn't anything like, yes, you can see for sure Messiah. Like you can tell he was going to be a Messiah. No, he was a normal. But she, and we'll see this next week uh, with her interactions with the shepherds is that she trusted the promise of what God was going to do with the potential of what he was giving her. The first thing the angel says in verse 32 about Jesus specifically says that he will be great. He'll be called the son of the most high. This term most high is simply another term for God. In verse 35, which we'll see in just a second, the child was born to be... called holy, the son of God. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He came as the son of David and the son of God, a Jew to vindicate every, every promise and a man to identify with every nation. Verse 33. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. This is what they have been waiting for. And Mary, although a 14-year-old girl, was fully aware of all the promises, all the things spoken of the coming Messiah. And then verse 34, and I love this, and, and years past, I've talked about Zechariah. I love Zechariah, uh, mostly because I would be him. I would not be talking for 10 months. Um, I would be having an encounter like, because Zechariah had a, an encounter with an angel, just like Mary did, and he was like, ha, ha, how's that going to happen? And the angel was like, okay, he ain't going to say nothing for 10 months. Um, and he came out like, what's going on? Mary, I love her innocence. Verse 34. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. (laughs) And therefore the child will be born and he'll be called holy, the son of God. See, we have totally taken this and we're already right now. And I said this already. We're already we're thinking to the end of the story. Of course, of course, this is what's going to happen to Mary understood mostly because she's probably part of the family and, and understood where babies come from and she's like i know that i haven't done anything to have a child and um how, how is this gonna happen and he just tells her man and i say this a lot when i've talked about this you know, I'm sure she was like, can you put that in writing? Um, can you write a note to my father? <laughs> Who's probably going to want some, um, some validation to what's going on. Because this right here isn't a get out of jail free card for a 14 year old. I mean, imagine your child coming home saying, hey, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child we born will be called Holy and the Son of God. No. And, and here's the reality of it. You, you cannot make it happen on your own. This, this was not something Mary could just, you know, like one day was writing her journal and saying, Hey, I want to be the Virgin Mary. I would love to carry the Messiah. This isn't something that she thought of on her own or had any capacity to do within herself. She was just willing when God showed up. And it changes you. When we carry Christ with us, it it makes us different. And again, I have not. Carried a baby. Um, my wife and I when we um, went on a little trip before our first child, Lydia was born. Um, Jody is about six months pregnant. We went on a cruise. It's great. Um, we had uh, signed up for this excursion to go riding jet skis. Still never rode a jet ski. Greg, I know Greg has been trying to like free me from that, uh, but I have not yet. And so we signed up, booked it. We were excited. It was like this very lazy kind of jungle tour. You get on the jet ski, and you go through the jungle, wherever we're at. I don't remember. Um, And, you know, the people on the boat were like, great idea. You should totally go. And we get there. And, of course, Jody's pregnant. um, And the lady who didn't speak very good English was like, No. No. You you cannot go on there because there you know when you're pregnant you you can't ride a jet ski or you shouldn't I guess um, and so we didn't go um, jet ski riding and until this day I still hold true Lydia's 20 years old we we're just sworn off jet skis regardless of Greg's efforts he tries so hard he's like this weekend let's do it um, but it, it changes us and and when we carry Jesus there's there's things that we could do, but we choose not to do. And this is part of what Jesus does in us, in our life, is we then have a choice where before we didn't have a choice. This thing called sin ruled us. Um, We had no capacity to change it. We had no capacity to fix it. And, um, And then we invite Jesus into our life and And he has the capacity to rule us. He he has the capacity to to make changes in us that we couldn't before. Verse 36. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month of her um, who has been called barren. For nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am your servant. I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I think my opinion, verse 38 is probably the most bold phrase in the New Testament. Because here is young Mary, who's had an encounter with an angel, who's just told her she's going to carry the Messiah, the Christ. He's going to be great. He's going to be all the things that they promised. He doesn't tell her, you're going to be lifted high and he doesn't say life is going to be easy. He doesn't tell her what to have a conversation with her father. He doesn't tell her how to navigate the conversation with Joseph. She just says I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be, let it be to me according to your word. Could you imagine us And I think at some point, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a disciple, if you're a Christian, um, at some point, this is your phrase. I, I want you. I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. Let I want to be your child. I want to surrender to you. And just like Mary, when you say yes to Jesus. You're writing a blank check. You're signing, signing a empty contract that he gets to fill in every single day. Things that he's going to call you to. Not that you're entering a contract. It's a covenant, but it's for illustration purposes. That's what we're doing. We're saying to Jesus... That we trust the end result. And this is what Mary was saying. Hey, God is wiser than me. And if this is what God's called me to do, I'm going to surrender. And I'm, I'm sure that doesn't mean that she was saved from all the awkward conversations that came. And awkward conversations did come. She told Joseph, Joseph decided he was a good man. That he was going to divorce her quietly because in their culture, even though they were betrothed, they were already married. They just weren't married yet. They were already promised to each other. So they still had to have kind of a, uh, a pre-marriage divorce, I guess. And he was like, I- I'm not going to embarrass her. I'm not going to shame her. I'm going to do this quietly and I'm just going to go my way. And uh Joseph went to sleep right now one night. I'm sure like many of us do, we have these great ideas that we think God is for and behind, and like, yes, like because he's like, I'm a good dude. This is the right thing to do. Even though she said this is the child of the Lord. Um uh, but he has a dream, and the angel comes to him at night saying, Hey, uh, this is this is from the Lord. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I think God put a little fear in him. Uh, Don't be afraid to take uh, Mary to be your wife. And he didn't. He was on board and they went all over the place. And the one beautiful thing that you see all throughout the life of Mary and Joseph from what we know um, is that when God spoke, they they acted. When God said, hey, get out of town because uh, Jesus' life is in danger, they moved to Egypt. And uh, when the threat was gone, they moved back. And what's beautiful, like I said, with Matthew, if you read through there, all of those little moves, God's like, yep, plan that. Yep, plan that. Oh, yeah, this is the city. Plan that. Joseph was willing to be obedient, um, even in the awkward. And this didn't end. I mean, they were still talking trash to Jesus when he was doing his ministry. Questionable birth. Like This didn't go away. I I know in our society, like everything is known around the world because it's publicized and you can put things on social media and it go viral whether it's true or not. But that little, that little viral thing still happened back then. It was just called a word of mouth. Oh, you've heard about it. Could you imagine? I mean, that was, that was all of Mary and Joseph's life. And we don't know what happened to Joseph, uh, but he wasn't there in the ministry of Jesus, at least recorded. Most likely died. Um, never seen the fulfillment of his fight. Of being obedient to God. We see the same thing with Mary. Um, Our life with Jesus, just like Mary's life with Jesus, is about the potential of what God's trying to do. And I don't know, um, if you were here last week, um, amazing time um, with Christian Recovery Center. Um, I had a couple people ask what they wanted to connect with them. They're online. Um... What a great story of the reality of the links that God will do to redeem. And for us to be willing to go, God, I don't understand your story. And, and some of us right now might be thinking about our, that our own life or like, God, why would God use me? Why would God want me? God is about um, chasing down the ones that no one wanted. No one would have writ a story. That included the characters that God did. But He did. So my question for you this morning are you willing to be bold like Mary? Are you willing to trust the Lord every day until his promise is delivered? Because it takes that. And let me let me let me let you in on a little secret. Um just like I'm assuming, again, never been pregnant, the um, nine months of pregnancy, there are times when you are floating on a cloud and you are like, this is going to be amazing. You're thinking of the potential of what this is going to bring. And there are times that you're just like, oh my goodness. Don't sleep well, have another entity inside of you, like, da, 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 kidneys. I always thought it was kind of crazy, like late term and pregnancy. Like when you see, like, I don't know about you guys that watch aliens, but like, (laughs) it's just crazy. Our life is the same. And if you, if you joined christ thinking that getting on his team was going to make your life easy you're going to be disappointed because that's not the reality and if that's what you were sold um, i apologize i can tell you by my own experience of my last 20 some years um, of being a follower of jesus is that there are times, just like in that pregnancy I was describing earlier, that I am like, this is the most amazing ride I have ever been on. I am so glad that I joined in. I am so glad I said yes to Jesus. I am so glad that I am here. And there are seasons in my life still where I'm like, Why did I get on this ride? And and you need to hear that because that's normal. That's the reality. But the thing that keeps us in the ride is where the ride is taking us. The small group that uh, I'm doing on Wednesday nights, uh, we're closing up this week. And uh, the the last chapter we're doing in the doctrines is eternity. This world feels like all there is. And many of us are fighting for things that don't matter or fighting for things that won't last, fighting for things that five to ten years from now we won't even remember why we were so mad we didn't have them. And we've been promised eternity. And that eternity will be nothing like this world. For one thing, there will be no sinus infections. Let me just, can I get an amen? There'll be no COVID. There'll be no flu. There'll be... No heart attacks. There'll be no cancer. There'll be none of these things that plague us. All right. There'll be no diabetes. There'll be no of these things <coughs> that traumatize us. There it is. <coughs> but we stay here because we know where God's taking us. We know that there's a promise that he's laid before us, that being connected to him, he'll take us. And the reality is that I can look back over the 20 some years that I've said yes to Jesus. And the great things that God has done outweigh the negative. The problem in the middle is that we only see the negative. We only see this one little thing. And my encouragement to you is I ask you to be bold like Mary. Is to start looking at some of the promises that God has laid out. Never doubt in the darkness what God has promised in the light. God's invitation to us is the same. Are you willing to carry in faith the treasure hidden within? Mary was invited to carry the Messiah. That decision changed her life. That decision changed our life. And the beauty of us joining in on this idea of carrying Christ is it doesn't just affect us. Mary's decision changed the world. Our decision to carry Christ, to live for Christ, to be obedient to Christ, will change others' lives. That's why we're here. We're not here just for us, so that we can get to the other side, so we can have eternity without sinus infections. We're here so that we can get more and more people to that same place. And our decision to carry Christ with us changes other people. And just a reminder, and I've already beat this drum, but I'm going to hit it again. Carrying Christ will not always be comfortable or easy. will not. But why is it worth it? Every child of God knows that the hard reality that isn't always easy or comfortable to carry Christ. And my question for you is what season are you in now? It's important to keep track of how you're doing. Because if you're not careful, you'll kind of gravitate into this, you know, like not doing so well. But it's it's kind of a slow fade. You don't realize how far off the road that you get. And then you feel like, man, how did I get here and how do I get back? So this is partly why we get in the word. This is partly why we come to church on Sunday. So that we can be reminded that we're not meant to live over there. That we're meant to live here in this place. Surrendered to a living God. Do not forget that he first loved you. Do not forget what comes on the other end. I'm going to finish with this. I'll get our worship team to come back up here. Uh, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live my faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. When we surrender to Jesus, when we say yes to him, when we start this journey, which is what salvation is, it's a journey that we get on and we stay on and we have to live in and we have to be reminded every day. And this is why community is so important. This is why we need people to be able to look at us when we've ventured off to the side to say, hey, that's not where you belong, not in a judgmental, not in a hateful way. But in that way of saying, hey, this is the peace. We, 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 have, we have people that point our face to the potential of what Jesus wants to do for us. So my question for you this morning, along with are you willing to be bold like Mary, is what are you living for? This season <laughs> has a way of bringing out. Um, not so good things about us and it can show us things that we're living for that we probably shouldn't be living for. And the whole reason why we want to use this time of the year to remind us that Christ came. Because if there's no birth, if there's no Virgin Mary, if there's, um, no nativity, then there's no cross, But he entered into our world as a little baby, vulnerable. And the beauty of it is right now, regardless of what we feel or think, God the Son is sitting beside God the Father interceding for us, and he understands all the things that we're going through. He's experienced every piece of our life, all the discomfort, all the pain, all the suffering, He's seen all the things, and, and we have a God that connects in that way to us. And we have the capacity to say, God, I need you. And I just encourage you this morning as we go into our last song, be honest about where you're at. You don't have to muscle through life. You don't have to go, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine when it's not. If you can't be honest with someone else yet, be honest with God and just say, this is where I'm at and I need you and have the confidence to know that he already knows and he's probably created this moment for you so that you could identify that and deal with it so that you wouldn't stay in that place that you would be reunited with him. When we carry Christ, our life is different. And when our life is different, others' life would be different. So this season, as we look at this, and I encourage you um, with your family, is to go through some of these verses and just talk about them. I think there's things that we miss all the time because we just (laughs) flannel boredom. Mary was the bravest um, person, I think. What was she going to get? Other than the Lord spoke and she obeyed. And she knew the promises of God. Let's pray. Father, (laughs) there's a boldness that Mary had. And I think the boldness came because she heard truth and believed it. Lord, we have heard truth, not just today. Many of us have lived in and around truth our entire life, and some of us are still struggling with believing it. We wouldn't say it to others, but we feel it. Some of us, even right now, because of this season, are just struggling internally, and we're In a funk or whatever we want to call it, and Lord, we just need your grace. Lord, I pray that you would give us ears to hear the truth, that you came, that we would have life and life abundantly, that Lord, you know our weaknesses, and you're okay with them. Because you understand that when we surrender To the knowledge that we are weak You give us strength So Lord I, I don't know What's going on with those in this room I don't know if we're struggling With you in general and we need to surrender To you As Christ as Messiah Or if we're just struggling with Living the life That you've now called us to live Lord I pray that we would be willing to confess our sin to you that we would be willing to lay down our pride and we would humble ourselves Lord I pray that we would take serious the reality that we are called as children of God ambassadors let us be ambassadors to you and your kingdom Lord change our hearts today so that you could change our homes and so that we can change our cities. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, be sure to visit us online at reachcommunitychurch.com.